Hello and welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today we're discussing Yakuza 0. I'm your host Marcus and joining me today as always are the homies. First up we got Dante. What's good? What's up man? Long time. Uh, and last but not least we got the homie Greg. What's up? Nothing much man. Uh, so this is Greg's game for the month of January. So I'm going to kick it to him so he can introduce this game. All right, so uh, my game for the month was uh, Yakuza 0, and uh, why did I pick it? Uh, It was just one of the games that was on my pile of shame for a while, and uh, I kind of wanted to go ahead and try and get through it, and I figured figured this game would go over pretty well with the the group, so I was like, I might as well go ahead and try a campaign for this on my my list, so Um, Yakuza 0, or Yakuza, let's start out with the franchise, Yakuza is a action-adventure game series that uh, has been set in an open-world environment, has an expansive story, and gives players uh, many different things they can do within the world. Uh, Yakuza 0 is the sixth title in the franchise, and it oh, it is a prequel that takes place 17 years before the events of the first game. Uh, Yakuza 0 was developed by, I'm going to try and not butcher this, but Ryuga Gotoko Studio. Uh, studio was founded in 2011, and the first two titles they released in the West were Binary, Binary Domain and Yakuza 5. Uh, the series orig- originated from creator Toshihiro uh, Nagoshi's desire to design a game that would tell the, the way of life of the Yakuza. Initially, the series saw a few hurdles in that the tales of uh, Japanese underworld weren't as common in video games as much as other forms of media. And Sega also was hesitant about the perceived limited appeal. Uh, Despite the apprehension, the first title in the Yakuza series eventually sold a million copies and led to the series further advancing with multiple entries among the timeline. Yakuza 0 was first announced at a special Yakuza-themed event in 2014 with a trailer, and another trailer was shown at the PlayStation Experience in December 2015, announcing that the game would be coming to the U.S. on PS4. The game was initially released in Japan on March 12, 2015, but the rest of the world would not experience the title until January 24, 2017. Uh, Western localization took about a year and a half due to the amount of text in the game. In addition to uh, challenges translating tone and humor, uh, the team at Atlas USA who oversaw localization of the title, and also uh, Yakuza Kiwami, Kiwami 2, and Yakuza 6, uh, they had issues localizing traditional Asian games, including uh, Mahjong and Shogi. Uh, Yakuza 0 was received generally favorable from most critics, uh, with an 86 on Metacritic, and eventually saw sales of around 2 million copies worldwide, and is currently the best-selling game in the series. And that's my intro. Um, I didn't really find a whole lot of information about the studio, but I think they were initially created for uh, Yakuza games, basically. And that's pretty much all they make right now. But I think, actually they did do, I want to say it was like Super Monkey Ball and maybe another title I'm forgetting, but um, anyways. So did they do, is, um, sorry for... Um, no, I good. Jumping in. Did they do Judgment as well? Yeah, they did do Judgment. Okay. Um, Okay, so I guess what I wanted to start out with is uh, what's everybody's experience with the Yakuza series so far? Um, well, this was the first time I've ever played Yakuza, and I, um, 
I don't think I knew anybody that, that played it growing up. So it wasn't until it was pretty niche. Yeah, I mean, I, I was like, I had heard of it. I remember seeing like the game at GameStop or whatever. But like, this was like, I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's just like a, a Japanese or you know, a, a, a Grand Theft Auto clone." Kind of is like what yeah. the because I mean, like, I think we've talked about it in the past, but like other games that were this was like the height of like GTA when that first Yakuza and second Yakuza games came out. So like what, like the state of emergency and, uh, true crime streets of LA and like all these, uh, um, kind of open world games that were trying to, you know, leech off of what the success Grand Theft Auto and do their own thing. I think mafia came out around the same time or that early too. So, it just wasn't something that I was drawn to. Plus, I didn't have a PlayStation 2, which I think that was the only oh, con- yeah. console was out. Yeah, so I oh, wouldn't have played it. So, And it wasn't until recently. Like, honestly, like, I didn't even know any people that had played that played Yakuza until we were playing Shinmu, And I was talking about that game and asking if there was, like, a, a modern version. And a lot of people were suggesting Yakuza. And, like, but nobody's, like, I, nobody ever, like... At least none of my friends ever talked about like, yeah, I play, I'm playing Yakuza or whatever. So, nope, no experience on my end. Um, what about you, Dante? So, I actually did a little bit of research, um, as far as my history goes, and at some point there was a free demo for a Yakuza game on the PlayStation Three. And I remember I think it was downloading Yakuza it. Three, right? I'm pretty sure that's what it was, right? It must have been. I have no clue which one it was. I remember playing that demo and hating it. I'm like, <laughs> there's no way I'm ever going to play this series. But for whatever reason, I ended up picking up Yakuza 0 and Kiwami. I, and I'd like to say I started with 0. And boy, <laughs> I felt like I was missing something for a long time. Like... I missed oh, out because like of that it. demo on the PS3. <laughs> That's pretty much my history. Okay. So, I played the first one on PlayStation 2. Um, I think I remember ended, I ended up getting it for like cheap at this point. Like uh, The game had been out maybe a year or something, but I, um, I got pretty far into it. And, yes. I mean, I really liked it. I mean, it was kind of like right up my alley as far as like the the stuff that I'm into, but, uh, I liked, I don't think I finished it though, uh, but I got pretty far and, uh, I played the first, so I played the first one on PS2. I got, I had the second one, never started it. And I think I played that same demo, um, for, I think it was Yakuza 3. I played that and... I just kind of never ended up getting like, I always wanted to go back and play through the series, but you know, like they kept coming out with new ones over and over. And I'm like, Oh man, well I'm so far behind. Like I didn't beat the first one. I don't want to start it back up. And, uh, and yeah, eventually I was just kind of looking for a good entry point to like finally get back into it. And I think with Yakuza zero, that was kind of the thing that sparked my interest when I, when I heard about that, I was like, Oh, okay, well this is like a prequel. So it felt like a pretty good time to to get back into it. So, boy, was it! <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys end up playing on? 
Uh, so I played on PC. So did I. Yeah, I also played on PC. I, I think at some point Sony had a couple of the Yakuza games on uh, their what is it PS Plus because I mm-hmm. do I think I have Kiwami one and two. Um, or at least one, I have one of the Kwamis on uh, PlayStation Plus, but I opted to play get this game for um, PC because all the Steam sales and everything. And let me tell you, I, I was maybe about thirty hours into Yakuza Zero, and I I bought like four more <laughs> Yakuza games. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Like, like a dragon. One of my questions that I, I was going to ask later on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so so I guess we could just kind of roll into... Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to dig too deep into story stuff. Uh, well, I guess the other question I do want to ask, did everybody beat this? Or I, I know I didn't finish. I got to chapter 12. But um, let, me, let me give you an accurate representation <laughs> of... Uh, let's see... I'm 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 on my Steam right now. I'm just clicking to see. It's it's being slow. Um, I think I put in ninety six hours in this game, Bruh. <laughs> I think that I haven't played it in two weeks, but there was like a there was like a two week span in December where I, I put in fifty hours in this game. Oh yeah, no, sorry. My Steam play time is ninety eight point six hours. So, I, to answer your question, Greg, I've beaten Yakuza's zero through three, and this man might have more play time on Yakuza than I do. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. I think I would have went way harder on it. Uh, like during because i was out of i was out of work for a week because i had covid but i ended up buying god of war on pc just because i saw it for pretty cheap and i ended up running through that like that whole week but if it wasn't for that i think i probably would have got sounds like that's an indictment on how much fun you have playing this game well i mean no 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 no, like not to you know i did i did enjoy this game a lot and uh i still plan on finishing it so Oh well. Oh yeah, I forgot to answer. I obviously I finished this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, I honestly still have a little. I have a little bit more I, I could do if I wanted to like straight up one hundred percent this game. But I I, I tried and I, one of the fights just broke me and I was just like, you know, 90, 98 hours. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I don't need to play like anymore. A- that's like a pretty good like testament to like how much stuff there is to do in the oh, game. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um so I guess what we can start off is like what was everybody's first impressions of the game? Like I, I had already played this one time before. Um I think I was playing it on PlayStation 4. I maybe got like 3 or 4 hours in, but um but I guess I'd be interested in your your thoughts uh Mark cuz this was your first Yakuza game. Um, honestly, like the thing that stood out to me most on my first was like, I really, I really was like invested or like the, the, the cutscenes like drawed me, drew me in. Like, I really, really was in like in, into the story. Um, the cutscenes themselves, they actually like looked good <laughs> and everything too. Um, yeah. and so I was, I was very intrigued. I like the, um, I don't have a lot of, uh, 
um, knowledge slash experience with the Yakuza culture. I know, like, it's like a somewhat loose, uh, like, loosely kind of like gangster, like the, you know, mafia and kind of culture that we have here in the U.S. So, um, uh, when I kind of was like, oh, this is like, you know, I don't want to say Godfather, but this is just kind of like all these gangster movies that I, I've seen before, but like in the, from a Japanese culture and standpoint, I like, I, it kind of like drew me in because I was like getting exposed to a, a world that I am unfamiliar with. And then to be honest, like, I think I blame like my recent, like, foray into anime and, and everything but like i think the setting too the the 1980s japan like that yeah. scenery that setting is like super like i guess it's specifically what the animes i've watched um but that's like super like a a really dope background setting and like uh, I, I was really drawn into that uh, world, into the world itself as well. I, and I think I wouldn't have been pulled in as hard uh, without that additional trapping because uh, being in, the se- in that setting. But I think now having on the other side of this game, I think that I'm more interested in playing Kiwami, even though, you know, it's more I, I'm doing air quotes like modern setting. Um, yeah. it's, it's not going to be like that stylized, like eighties look, but, um, I, definitely the setting and just how this game looked were the first two things that drew me in. Can, can we say this game has style? Yeah. And, but it's like, not even like in a, like, uh, it's when I, when I think of things like style, I'm thinking it's like, dr- like this game is, I think of it's games not like, that, like a hotline ripping type with style. style. And this game has like a little bit of a glisten of style, like yeah, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Like it, it's 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 very stylish game, and I like the style, but like I wouldn't put it in that same bracket as style, you know. Right. But that's me personally. No, no, no. I kind of agree with you on that. Um, what about you, Dante? About the style, or just just like the did anything draw you into the game when you first? started playing it the first time it's hard for me to go back to that because that was at least three years ago at the two and a half three years ago gotcha but i do remember like the things that i take away from the yakuza game at least yakuza zero is the story like you said um the visuals are really surprisingly good for a sega game like sega does a pre- pretty decent job with the graphics, but they're also not known for it, generally speaking. But, man, you can count the pores on these men's faces. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, coos, I was thinking... Coos? <laughs> <laughs> I, at first, I was like, I didn't know if this... Because, like, I did play... I played on PS4 a few years ago, but I was like... When I was playing on PC, I'm like, man, this looks pretty good. I didn't know if it was, like, specifically the PC version or if it just looked that good in general, like... I mean, there's just so much soul into the graph. Like, the way you can tell that just this man has been a chain smoker his entire life just by looking at his face. <laughs> it's kind of impeccable. Yeah. Hair looking greasy. Like, like yeah, they... It, yeah. <laughs> really, really, <laughs> like, 
Like you said, you can count the pores on people's faces too. It's it's wild. Yeah, some of these dudes, even like just the way they look, some of the tattoos, it's it's uh, they definitely have some style to them. Just the time they like those back tattoos, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. Just how intricate these things are that you only see in like these very specific moments. But you're like, wow, they probably got an actual artist to go out and really design this. Yeah. Um. So for my first impressions, uh like the aesthetic of the game like i really dug that uh the kind of like nighttime like 80s kind of vibe um i want to say like within the first few hours you end up running into that uh that karaoke uh segment which that definitely sets the tone for the game for me because i guess the thing that i I appreciate about the this game in particular i can remember if it was like this in the first uh yakuza game because i felt like that one was like very serious like they were just kind of they were telling a particular story and it was like super serious where i feel like this is like you have a lot of super serious moments but then you could have a serious moment and then you could just walk outside and run into a guy who's just in his underwear you know just just trying to have a conversation with you or like you run across a dominatrix or something it's like a side quest you know so it's like the the juxtaposition of like those two things that just kind of that is probably like my favorite uh favorite thing about the game in general. Yeah, there's definitely a um balance where the main quest is mostly serious with a couple joke moments in here and there, but the side quests are just pure insanity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I don't know if you played Kiwami, the remake of one, but I remember it being mostly the same way. Okay. I don't remember if they, well, I feel like they probably had to add stuff to that game because uh, I don't know if it's like a one for one, like remake of the actual game um, or not, but yeah. But at least it keeps that same, uh, I mean, same I, I mean, thing that. I, I okay. think, I think that that is like makes this game endearing but it also is like common to like the genre as a whole anyways because like if you look at like open world games like the ones that really i feel like have the longevity and like the uh the streets talking i don't know what the word is but like it's the ones that are able to tell a serious story and also have jokey moments like grand theft auto isn't all like super serious and neither is saints row and I think those are two of, if not the two biggest, like, kind of open world style games. And I, I like, so I, I appreciate the, um, them, Yakuza, doing the same thing, but in a, their own way. Whereas, right. you know, like, uh, th- you know, these are Japanese people making these games, so they won't be able to tell, like, they make the same kind of jokes that you kind of see in, in, uh, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto and Saints Row, like, they're not, like, you know, like, uh, writers writing the jokes. They're, like, physical gags and, and um, like, goofs that are, like, kind of, like, um, things that are a little bit inappropriate or not inappropriate, but, like, um, like uh, embarrassment, secondhand embarrassment kind of stuff. And, like, yeah. I think those are, I don't want to say more universal, but, like, there there isn't a language barrier required for that. And so I think it like it hits the same kind of like tones as far as being uh, 
serious at some points and funny at some points, but it's in a completely different way than what we're accustomed to when we play open world games. Because, yeah, you know, like the game itself is uh, only in Japanese. So, like, you're you're reading subtitles in English the entire time. And, and um, so, like like I said, a lot of the, the, the jokes that they would tell in, you know, making references to... And, and, and also some of the things that they sometimes reference in, in um, Grand Theft Auto and Saints Row are things that happen in, like, the real world. And... I think in here it's a lot more physical gaffes and, and, and things like that. And I think it, yeah. it, it works really well to like set itself apart from the other two or other types of open world games. Um, yeah. I think it back the first game in the series, they actually went and like went and got English voice actors and everything, but they also spent a ton on that game. I want to, if I remember, I forgot all the, uh, all the uh, talent that they got for it, but they yeah, they got like professional, money. professional, like known voice actors, so to speak, or known known actors, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've kind of circled back into doing that to some extent. I don't think it's like as famous of actors, but Judgment had English and um, English dub as well as just the original audio, and I believe Yakuza Seven does the same thing. I didn't know that. Did that bother you guys, like, not having the option to turn it on English audio and having to, like, play the whole game in Japanese? No, not at all. No. I actually kind of preferred it that way, but... Just just curious. I, You know how I am, and I go on, like, the Metacritic, and I was just looking at some of the reviews, and a lot of the people that gave it bad reviews, that was, like, something that came up a lot. And I was just like, I don't really think that, like, that, if anything, it kind of more immersed me in the the game, if anything, because, like, I'm, you know, making sure I'm paying attention to the dialogue and, like, reading what it says, because I feel like a lot of times, like, if you are playing a game in English like this, you may, you know, like, maybe looking at your phone and, like, just listening and, and things like that, and this one, it forced you to, like, have I, to... I was about to say, I'm kind of surprised it didn't... Well, I guess you were engrossed in this game, but if you weren't engrossed, would you have just kind of, like, done it like you do most Switch games and just... You know, not really bothered with the audio. Um. Well, I mean, every game I play it now, and it's been this way. I mean, at least since I've started doing this podcast, if I can, I put on subtitles like every every time I play a game, and so like that's always been. And then like again, like when I play or excuse me, when I watched anime more regularly, like I would just uh, subbed. So like that whole thing doesn't like it's not out of the ordinary for me. So I was just wondering how you guys felt about it. But I, I don't know if I was more engrossed. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I I guess if I wasn't engrossed in the story, I wouldn't be paying attention. But, like, I don't think I would have stuck with the game as long if I wasn't engrossed in it, I guess. so. It's weird that that comes up, though, as, like, something that people... I guess if, it, it could be like Dante is saying. Like, if you're not really into it, then maybe having to just read a bunch of subtitles is just more than you're you're willing to to do. But you know. and, and potentially, you know, if you think about it, like like he said, if they're coming from later Yakuza games and they did have the English yeah. one, it may be a little bit jarring to to come back to the first one or to zero and be like, well, what the heck? Like they didn't even decide to do English in this one, and they've done it in all the other ones that I played. Why not? I just think a lot of people don't like um, subs. They don't like reading. Like, they just don't like read like, and I I get that. 
Like my mom, she wouldn't um watch any subtitle movies and stuff, and I know a lot of people like that. It's like Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um so the next thing I kinda wanted to talk about is just kinda like the general like game progression and like you know, uh kind of the way that most of the, the game goes is you know, you have cutscenes. Uh, once you get into a chapter, you have cutscenes, and you may have an objective. Um, and then from that point, uh, you kind of can do whatever in most cases. I mean, sometimes you're, they do kind of lock you into a specific thing you have to do, but generally you kind of can walk around the city, do what you want to do as far as side quests. Uh, you run into random battles here or there, but um, how did everybody feel about the general like game progression as far as like what you're doing and as far as gameplay? You got it, Dante. Um, general progression as far. So, I know I played this completely different as to how Marcus played it, and I would do a side quest here and there, but primarily I'm there for the main story. So, I didn't do most of the side activities. Like this game offers a ton of stuff, like mahjong, I believe shogi as well. Um, there's a fishing thing you can do. There's just leveling up things. There's a cabaret mini game. There's a hostess mini game. There's sending people out to get you weapons mini game. Property. There's a Sega arcade where you can literally play other video games inside Yakuza Zero. So you know, there's a lot of stuff to do. I mostly didn't engage with most of it, most of it to be honest, but. That's the thing I kind of like about this game. You only have to engage with the part you really want to, the side quest stuff. Like, it might benefit you a little bit here and there, but it's not by any means, like, necessary. Yeah. Um, I think it does a good job of, like, telling you that you can do whatever you want to do and kind of letting you to your own devices. So, like, when I first started, I was just... I think it was, like, the first two chapters, I was kind of just focusing on the main um, uh, story. And, like, if I ran into a side mission, I would do it. But I was just kind of focusing on the main one. And then um, I think later on, I was just like, I want to do some more side missions. Because I'm, like, they're, they, I don't want to say add more flavor or anything, but they just kind of, like, flesh out the world more. And a lot of the side missions were more of the lighthearted you know, um, funnier stuff. Um, and then I, I think the game, I mean, this is an open world game and I think this is just like a, a thing the genre does, but they do a good job of like, you, you can naturally find these things, but we will also at various points throughout the game, we are going to have a main story mission that introduces some of these side stuff. So like you said, there was in the beginning of the game, one of the main missions that, you know, had you do a karaoke um, it, it comes up again if you're doing the properties battle where um, you can do karaoke. There's another uh, uh, one that uh, a side mission, but also a um, karaoke or not um, uh, properties uh, challenge where you do the um, uh, disco, the dancing mini game. Um, oh, there's yeah, yeah. yeah, so like I, I think they do a good job of like within the 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 story. Um, kind of showing you some of these things and then um like oh if you didn't actually find this thing on your own you may end up 
playing it in a side mission or whatever. So I think they do a really good job. And I think I did. I think I did every single mini game in the game. And obviously, like some I like way more than others and things like that. But like, I, I what was your favorite? Um, I I really 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 like the Cabaret Club. That was really yeah. really fun. Um, that 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 scratched that itch of like systems and like like you're not necessarily. You're, I don't know. It, it, it scratched the itch that I get sometimes when I'm playing um, like FTL or Into the Breach, where I just like optimizing. So I'm like. Okay, like I need to get these type of girls for this type of clientele, um, and it, like yeah, I, I would play like you know the cabaret club for like an hour just straight, just doing that. Um, that one so was you, fun. What um, you need is a spinoff game, is what you're saying. Hell yeah, hell yes. Um, um, the properties one wasn't as fun, but it, I definitely saw the appeal. Like that's to me was super necessary. Uh, with Kiryu, if you wanted to um, make money, upgrade his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I didn't really like the telephone one as much because it was like pretty repetitive. Um, I think I just ran across that. That's the one where like you go to the telephone uh, booth and then the guy's like, "Hey, can you bring me?" I guess it starts out as like he just wants a, a nine millimeter. No, a, no, no, no. That's something oh, a, different. That's a, that's like oh, a fetch. Never mind. Okay. No, okay. so the telephone one is where you you're uh you're sitting in a room and the phone rings, you pick it up and then you're on the phone with a girl and you're trying to like get on get get her to go on a date with you. Oh, so you're okay. making small talk with her. And like the mini game aspect of it is is fun, but the payoff to me is not fun and also the dialogue like they don't they didn't re- in my opinion, they didn't record enough varying dialogue. So there's only three different routes that um, the dialogue goes. So you're if you keep playing it more than those three times, you're going to keep running into the same dialogue. And the person you end up meeting may be different because I think from the three... It, man... I did a lot of reading on this game. <laughs> so yeah, it just it just it branches off three different dialogue paths and each of those paths branch off into three different women. And so you can meet, you know, up to nine different women, but it, it just to me it wasn't worth it to keep playing it until I met all nine different women. Um I'm trying to think what else was this? uh I really like the disco dancing and the karaoke. I just Anything that was like super ridiculous and over the top, I usually was drawn to. Um, I I try to do like the gambling stuff, um, but I'm not really into. Besides, I, I did blackjack, but I, I don't really know how to play poker. And I tried to do mahjong, didn't do well. Tried to play, what is the Japanese sushi? What is the Shogi? Japanese um, version of chess? Oh, I think yeah, there's shogi, um, shogi and mahjong, and I forget. Yeah, which so is shogi, which, to be um, and then they also in the the the, the kind of like the park where all the homeless people play. They had like a lot of dice games, so I played yeah. some of those up there too. Um, fishing, fishing was pretty fun, or I, I shouldn't say fun, but it was like it was interesting. Um, and like the the, I didn't really care for the car racing stuff. Um, and the cat fight, I lost a lot of money in, in doing cat fights, so. <laughs> I never even run into either of those. Yeah, and, so you're talking about some of these things I hadn't got to yet, and I'm like, man, this sounds sick. Like, oh, yeah, the, bowling was fun. <laughs> um, the batting cage was fun. <laughs> yeah, man. 
yeah, I think, uh, like, I definitely appreciate the the progression of the game just kind of, because, like you were saying, there is some things that it kind of naturally move you in the direction of you'll have to do it one time for the story, or, like, maybe you'll just run across, uh, go into one of these missions, uh, you just kind of run across one of the side stories, but, so, like, at a certain point, I definitely, like, were, was actively trying to, like, do side quests, just because... I appreciate how crazy it is. I think that's kind of the thing that that really kind of. I mean, I do like the story, but I'm, I also kind of was just always looking for like how silly things got, or just to see everything that you could do in the game. Um, I think I've spent the most time with the cabaret game. Hell yeah! Uh, which I think, I think a lot of people uh, who who do kind of a lot of people get sucked in, sucked into that. I just love how much. They commit to every single bit that yes. they partake in. Where, like, just when you start that game and that, like, like I haven't even gotten to that point in my replay of the game, but I remember, like, there's a like, little theme song and it's just like, oh really my god, just... <laughs> man, the theme song. And then when you're upgrading the, when you're when you do an upgrade for the platinum girls, then oh the, yeah, the music switches and it has <laughs> it has. The, uh, dialogue or like you know vocals, and yeah. the song is even better than <laughs> all you know. You all know the disco so songs, all the karaoke song, like the karaoke song where I don't remember which one it is, but then like you're dancing, you're dancing, and like you're singing, and then it just transform, and you're like in like a music video, and fireworks and things are going off, and you're beating the like the I think the taiko or, or t- the drums, and man. Just because they don't even they don't even hint at that stuff. So just when you're going in blind the first time, you're like, oh, I'm just going to the karaoke bar with um, Nishikiyami, and you just go there and you're just like, oh, it's gonna be a regular cutscene like every other game. But then he's like, hey, why don't you get on that karaoke? He's like, well, not, I don't know. And then Kiryu just goes for it. Yes. He, <laughs> and like it's, halfway through the song he's talking like the song's called judgment and he's like breaking the law and then just all this stuff in the background you're not even in the bar anymore and there's just crazy stuff happening it practically looks like an anime intro video yeah. and then pretty much the same thing happens for um oh my god majima mm-hmm. when you go in you go do 24 hour cinderella which is just like this happy-go-lucky, like, J-pop, now you know what J-pop is, song. <laughs> I even like when you're doing the backup vocals and you're like, ooh-ah, ooh ooh and like you're like... like or the clap, the, the hey, hey, Yeah, hey. the hey and the claps and just the ad-libs that you're doing in the background. It, yeah, it's too good. It's too good. Um... I'm trying to think of another weird thing that I can't. So did anybody, there's like a actual store where you can go and uh, so you can pick up these cards throughout the story. Did anybody actually like go for these? They're like cards with girls on them, basically. I picked up every single card. What about it? <laughs> so, so they basically let you go watch these videos at one of the, you have to go to a store. Did you do this? This is the porn shop thing, right? I watched, yeah. tw- I watched 15 of those videos. What about it? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I watched one and it was so awkward. I was like, bro, I can't believe. I can't believe yeah, it was. It was awkward. I'm not gonna lie. And like, I but I wanted to get the thing that says, hey, like you want you get points, you know, depending on what you're doing. 
yeah. And so like there was a there was a challenge or whatever to watch. Um I think okay, so one to get a friendship with one of the video cashier people, you had to like keep visiting the thing and the the right. only way you could up it was to watch videos. So I was like, All right, I'll watch some videos. It's no big deal. I'm a, you know. And then <laughs> um later on I saw like, Oh, cool, you know, I, I I'm friends with this person. But then I saw, like, I was looking through the sub story and, like, all the little points, challenges and stuff. And I was like, oh, watch 15 of these. And I was like, man, I only watch eight. I guess I got to watch seven more. And the only thing was is that I couldn't tell. There was no, like, you've already previously watched this one. Oh, so, yeah. So I think I probably watched, like, 20-something videos, 25 <laughs> maybe, because I kept duplicating stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so weird. Like I, the first time I did it, and I, I don't know if it does it every time. But then, like as soon as he finished watches watching the video, he says something, and it zooms in on the box of Kleenex, and I'm like, bro. Uh, yeah, it happens every time. <laughs> I'm like, this game is uh, this game is definitely wilding. Yeah, but you know that's why we like it. <laughs> <laughs> it and, and it's so weird because like I don't. I'm trying to think. I, like they just they really don't make video games like this anymore. Like, I, I was about to say, this is a Dreamcast game that's not, like, a modern Dreamcast game. Yeah. Like, this definitely comes from, like, the PS2 era of, like, these weird, quirky like, Japanese games that would just, you, you would, somebody would tell you about it and be like, hey, you should check this out, you know, like, you know, or, like, it might get a, a fairly solid review in the magazine, but nobody buys it or whatever. Which, I don't know, I'm, I'm always surprised at, you know, how this game did so well. Because it's just like, I guess it's just kind of like, because there's just nothing like it, you know? There's not very many games like this anymore. Yeah, I I just, I really, really enjoyed playing this game. And I just really enjoyed the the silliness. Like, and the thing is, it's like, it was, to me, it was, it was hitting on both ends. Like, I was really, really into the story. Um, I think I wrote, like, I think it was like the end of chapter two was when when um slight spoilers or whatever but when Kiryu was like oh no i'm finna be out the game <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that moment i was like this is my guy <laughs> like when he was like they were like um so you gonna skip town or you know what, what you finna do and he's like i'm finna get out the game like and he just goes to the house i was like okay this is my dude and then i was like I, but he's not even like he's out of the game. But he's like, I'm it, only getting out of the game to put myself in even more trouble so I can help out my dad, who's in the game still, <laughs> in and jail then, in and, the game. And then um, I was like, all right, like you know, whatever. And then you know, you start up chapter three, and it's like a completely different character. Which I was aware that like there was two characters, but I guess I just wasn't thinking like. For whatever reason, I didn't think it was going to be 50-50. I was thinking, like, I knew Kiryu was the guy from Yakuza. So I was assuming that the game would be predominantly him. And then you're, like, playing this other guy. And I'm like, well, this is weird. But then when his stuff starts off and he's, like, passively fighting that guy and dodging all his attacks. Out the gate. This dude is cool, too. (laughs) And I was just like... I'm the in. customer is always right. Yes. <laughs> I said, I was like, I was like, this Garo dude makes it, he makes an MF impression. <laughs> like, let me tell you, 
<laughs> Customer is king. <laughs> and then he missed it. Oh my, yeah, and then he was like, oh yeah, the drinks are on this guy. And I'm like, what? He and lets he that dude like, disrespect him, like, oh just God. so he can even further disrespect that dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 straight up, like, I, you know, I, I, I grew up watching a lot of um, martial arts movies, and they're like, there was a lot of like honor and, and, and things like that in those movies. And like seeing like how these dudes went about their business and everything. I was just like, man, this is scratching that. It's just, you know, and I was just like, man, I need to really watch some more. Like, I was like, I need to watch some more like martial arts movies. Cause I, I, I've been missing this. And, um, yeah, this, this was, this was scratching. This was hitting on a lot of levels. And even like, I am a, you know, I was a fan of Shinmu. When we played it, I ain't going back. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind of hard to go back to that after you play something like this. Because I mean, like, I even like the Shinmu. thing that, like, the thing I really, really liked about Shinmu was it was putting you in a very specific time and place, and like, it just really, really hit. And sure enough, we played this game twelve months later, and it does the same exact thing for me. And like. I really just really loved walking around Camarocho and just seeing the sights. And, like, one of the things that... Uh, th- and this is, like, super subtle, kind of, sort of. But, like, one of the things that super hit me was I was like, I thought Japan was clean. Why is this place so freaking dirty and, like, trash everywhere? And I, and I looked it up and, like, you know, like, everybody has money. And apparently, you know... Japan was in a huge economic bubble in the 1980s. So, like, this was right in line with what was actually going on at the time. And then they had a crash going into the 90s. So, like, like I think one of the things that they said that I, I've read some people say is the difference between Zero and Kiwami is, like, in Zero, like, you're you're seeing, you know, things are stupid expensive, like, 100,000 yen or a billion yen and everything, and you never get that much money in Kiwami. Because Kiwami takes place in the 90s when Japan in real life is going through their economic collapse. And in addition to that, the reason why the place is so dirty is because of like the, the I think they said that they didn't have, the Japan didn't have an infrastructure in place. Um, I, like I, I read this long as Reddit comment and I was like, let me not take just Reddit for, you know, uh, for face value. And I, and I did some wikipedia and some like other like, uh, sites online and I was just like oh like this checks out but like yeah during the bubble economy some of the public works were not able to keep up with the explosive economy this is seen in the big piles of trash around the city in the 1990s Japan Tokyo especially put forth a huge effort to clean the streets of, of the city trash disposal services became pretty complicated um, and um, but generally Japan has about four different trash pickup days a week so like if if I were to go into Yakuza Kiwami, one of the things I'm going to be seeing is like the streets are going to look more clean and more like what you expect when when we think of Japan. You know, like it's it's a lot cleaner. But then also like just the amount of money that you're going to have in the game is going to be different and like it's right in line with what was going on at the time. And I really really appreciated that that added um, realism, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's actually pretty sick. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that, but it, what you said was true. Like, I streamed a little bit of this game, and I remember one of the very first things I said. I'm like, I jokingly said it, too. I was like, man, this feels like, why are there so many trash bags just lying around? This seems like, almost like it glitched, you know? 
<laughs> like, there's literally an absurd amount of trash just, like, even in the middle of the street sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, a lot of, uh, from my understanding, like, a lot of the things that you would consider, and I'm doing air quotes, kind of, like, not s- unsightly, because they were going through such a economic explosion, like, they just didn't have the infrastructure in place to address some of the things, so... Like, it's going to, like, Kiwami, and, and it's going to be a lot cleaner. Obviously, your money that you're going to be making is going to be a lot less. They said that um, there's a lot more boarded up businesses in Kiwami because, uh, you know, businesses had to close down because they weren't making money. And I believe I saw that, or I said that, um, I saw that there's less homeless people, too, because... Um, they kind of had to, another thing about beautifying, getting rid of the trash is getting rid of the undesirables as well. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to playing Kiwami and just kind of revisiting a place I'm familiar with and seeing how differently it's changed and it being like in line with like how things changed IRL. Yeah, I don't think about it. Doesn't Kiwami take place in like the same area in uh... Kamarocho, I believe? Yeah. 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 Kiwami and Kiwami okay. too, I'm pretty sure. Like they they get a lot of mileage out of that little landmass. So yeah, I think it's when they go to three and four, they're in different locations. There, I want to say three has a mix. So you go to Kamarocho occasionally, but you're also in Okinawa, I believe. Okay. And I started four, but I kind of fell off pretty quick. I need to get back on it, and I forget where that one's at. It says four takes place, and most of the action takes place. In uh, Kamarocho. Okay. I was kind of thinking that, but... Um, one personal request. Can we backtrack a little bit to, um, I guess the... Not story per se, but just like the general premise? Sure. Okay. Because I think it'll make more sense if we kind of explain the... Yakuza hierarchy, so like not explain it because it's impossible to. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, up. you you t- you can take the lead. <laughs> All right, so like we said earlier, Kiryu is part of the Yakuza, and oh man, there's like he has a best friend Nishi Kiyama. Is that correct? Yeah, that, I just call it Nishi for short. <laughs> Nishi, yeah, we'll just call him Nishi. And they're they're best bros. They're you know, like you got your pair of likable protagonist or whatever. And at the very beginning, Kiryu is collecting money for somebody. Correct me on any of this if I'm wrong, because it's been a minute since I um, got into that part of the story. But essentially, Kiryu collects the money, returns it to a loan shark, and not too long after that, the person he collected money from had a bullet in his head in the same alley that Kiryu collected the money from the dude. So now everybody's suspecting Kiryu did it, so to speak. And it's bringing a lot of bad reputation on not only like his, I guess, close knit clan in the Yakuza, but the like his whole branch of the Yakuza in general. And they're like, Hey, um, you're going to have to clean up your mess, whether you did it or not. A lot of the people act like, um, they believe he did it, even though we come to find out that they kind of knew he didn't do it. Um, but essentially in the process of all of that, Kiryu decides to leave the Yakuza's to cleanse 
the name of his adopted father, who is also the one of the clan leaders, so to speak. And then also just get, you know, find the guy that did the actual crime. So a lot of this game, or at least a lot of the base of this game, is Kiryu trying to figure out why exactly he was framed. And that literally just goes into this whole spider web of just... Can, do you want to explain, like, as a new player, how deep this story goes and how complex it is in some ways? Yeah, so, so like, it, it, it unfolds throughout the entire game. So you're getting, like, you know, kind of initially you get, like, the base level understanding of the Yakuza family and just, like, the, I don't want to say hierarchy, but more and more, like, layers start to get peeled back. So, um, basically... Not to rehash what he just said, but, you know, like, usually it seems like in Yakuza Family, it's like two people come in and there are people partner up. So you have, like, a, a brother or, like, your 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 clan mate or whatever, like, somebody that you basically joined with and, like, you guys are bros. Um, and um, so that's that's Kiryu and his, his bro... Um, uh, Nishi and uh, in this particular instance, I believe they both kind of grew up uh, as kind of orphans and were adopted by Kazuma or Shintaro Kazuma, who um, ends up being the head of their family. And then underneath that family is the or, or, or that family is in, within the um, Dojima family, <laughs> and um, so Kazuma is the head of his particular family. And there are other three other people that are, um, I guess, also head of their family, but he has the most seniority of them, but he's in prison right now. So, like, they're basically vying for his senior position because then they'll be next in line uh, because there's... At the very, very head of the house, there's somebody that's being an interim head of of the overall clan. Um, and it's just like people are wheeling and dealing and like there it's, it's basically a dog eat dog kind of world where there's a lot of like, we're brothers and, and, and we're Yakuza and honor and all these things. But then they're all like trying to one up each other. Like, you know, the old adage, like crabs in a, in a barrel kind of where it's just like, yeah. um, they're all trying to one up each other to get higher positional power. Um, because in theory, there more money, more cars, more clothes, more girls, or whatever is their um, incentive to do that. And um, so uh, you you end up as Kiryu, you're doing like a, a random job to collect some money, and you kind of uh, get set up and um, uh, framed for this murder. And um, all the people, the higher ups, are. Like, how did you, how could you do this? And, and all these things. And you are like saying, I didn't do this thing. I need to let me show you how serious I am that I didn't do this thing. And they're like, well, we believe you. But like, if that's the case, if you're saying like, this isn't on you, then it's going to be on your boss, who is the person that they're all trying to take his position. So they're trying to sully your, your boss's name in order to take his position because he's in prison and he can't like 
kind of uh, defend his name and his honor. And so you decide as Kiryu, you're like, well, I'm going to leave the Yakuza and I'm going to jump out. um, And I'm going to prove that not only I didn't do it, but also Kazuma, my my father, you know, uh, my Yakuza father was not uh, to blame for this either. And I will clear both of our names. And so you're doing it. You you hop out, and Nishi, who's your your boy, and he jumped into the yakuza with you. He stick, stays in the yakuza, and he, you know he's trying to help you from the inside to an extent. And is that is that kind of what you were talking about, Dante? Just yeah, there? yeah. I just wanted to kind of set the backdrop for a lot of the cool stuff that happens later, and just like why Kiryu is fighting these specific people. And what so I will say to. To summarize what me and Marcus were saying, imagine the biggest org chart possible at your job. That is literally how the Yakuza is presented yeah, in this game, yeah. where it's like giving you like these little um, title cards, anybody like um, Dojima, head of Dojima family or whatever, and then second chairman, first, like all that stuff you absolutely hate about your job whenever anybody shoves that in your face. That's the entire Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's within just one branch of the Yakuza. So like this is yeah. the Tojo clan and it's There's you know, also the Omi. Hundreds hundreds of people deep, but then there's all these other clans and it's almost like a record label, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so Majima exists in the Omi alliance whereas um Kiryu is in the Tojo. Yep, yep. And so like uh, Majima who's the second character you play in his situation, he's ex Yakuza because his brother ended up. I, I think the two of them went rogue when they shouldn't have. So his his brother died, and then to pay for his uh, uh, traitorous act or betrayal, not listening, they basically tortured Majima, and like I mean, he they took one of his eyes. Um, he's and, still uh, in it, right? He's just being like heavily monitored. Well, or so like they call it like X. Yeah, he's he's basically like he went from being like uh, a main dude to like the bottom, bottom, bottom of the totem pole. So like he's basically he was in Kamarocho and he got sent to Sultan Bori, and he basically is like that's his prison. So he was forced to um, run a cabaret club by. Um, a head um, person within his clan and he's basically all the money he's making is going to the, the Yakuza and so like he's basically the cash cow for them so like it behooves them to like they're, they're, they're stringing him along and saying oh yeah you just have to pay off your debt you know 50, 50 million yen and then um, you can go free or whatever and like we'll, we'll welcome you back in but like in the meantime, like he's, you know, every time he goes to his apartment or whatever, he's being watched by all these people to make sure he doesn't leave. And um, he even gets blackmailed by the boss and the saying like, oh, yeah, like uh, if I if I make 10 more million uh, next month, then I should be, you know, back in. Right. And he's like, actually, you need to make 100 million and like kind of blackmail him and saying like you can't like in the Yakuza, you're not allowed to. One of the things I learned is you're not allowed to like physically attack somebody higher up than you so like he can't like even though he's pissed and this dude is like blackmail him he can't like act on it and punch him or anything like that because that's you know like 
there's a whole respect thing. So, like, that's why when Kiryu, he was like, I'm out the game. And then the first thing he does is he cold clocks Kuz in the face. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> that's why it's so, like, it's really cool because you're seeing it from both sides. With Kiryu, you're seeing a guy that he will do anything in his uh, power to absolve himself and uh, Kazuma from this crime, which means even actively fighting the people that he is trying to prove his innocence to. Whereas Majima is trying to get back into, like almost in an abusive relationship, he's trying to get back in the good graces of this clan that is taking advantage of him. But then at the same time, he's doing all of their all these things that he doesn't want to do in order to get on their good side. So, oh, like, they hire him to assassinate somebody, and, like, he doesn't seem like the type of person that would do that, but he's like, sure, I'll do it, whatever, Just I just want to be back. And so, like, you're seeing these two guys from two very different vantage points, but they're caught up in the same world in vastly different ways, and, and like, in different clans and everything, and it's it's super interesting to me. And then, like, the cool thing is as the game progresses is you're, you're playing two chapters per character and you're switching off. So you play the first two chapters as Kaz- uh, Kiryu, then the next two as Majima, then the next two as Ka- and then it, like, swaps off that way. And you're meeting all these characters and they're giving more context to uh, the situation you're in. But I feel like the stakes are, like, getting bigger as you're zooming out and seeing more and more of like the ripple effects of this thing. So like at first you find out, you know, like Kiryu is like trying to absolve. Go ahead. I was just going to say like the whole premise that you start off with is this game. Like essentially all of this is over what's considered an empty lot, just like this open space. And then you find out, Oh, whoever well, you don't controls even find that space, out to the end of that, that chapter though. So, like, huh? in the beginning, you're, like, as Kiryu, you're, like, I just want to prove that I didn't kill this person. And they're, like, it, screw the person. Do you know where the where that t- took place at? And then you're, like, no. what what? And it's, like, the empty lot. And then it's, like, I don't, what's the big deal about this lot? And then it's, like, we're trying to purchase this so we can, you know, like, monopolize and take over this whole region. And now this is going to, you know, bring all this unwanted attention. You have to clear this thing up. And then you find out, like, all the inner works and workings of, like, what's going on with the lot as the game progresses and, like, who owns it and, like, why is it such a big deal and why is all these different sides fighting for this lot? Yeah, I mean, it's, it looks like at first when you see it, it's like, oh, it's just this infighting in this Yakuza group. But then it's like, as you're saying, the scope gets larger and larger. And you're like, man, feels like we're about to go to war over this thing by the end. Yeah, it, it, it takes a lot of, like, the agency, not agency, but just, like, the importance of Kiryu out of the equation, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I can fix this thing, but it's just like, bro, like, you were, like, essentially a pawn in this thing, like, because it's like, because I was thinking, like, why would they set this person up? But then when you, like, when you peel back some of the curtains and, like, because he's, like, he's such a lowly person, it seems weird that they would want to set him up. But then you find out, oh, like, they're essentially, this is a personal attack on Kazuma. And, oh, like, we've set this relationship in And, like, it's just just so fascinating to see this stuff play out in the game. And I really do appreciate that you got to, it was broken up. Because, like, 
I do think I preferred. Um, did you did you have like did you prefer one story or the, versus the other, or do you think they both were because they like they were they were going through their own things, but then also you were seeing the different sides of the same conflict play out. And do you it's, think you would have preferred it, like, if you could play it all of one and then all of the other? Or do you think you liked it where you were hopping back and forth between the two and not knowing? No, it would have definitely spoiled one. stuff if you played through all of one, then you had to play through all of the other. Say it's it again? I said it would have definitely probably spoiled a couple key things. Sure, sure. So, But, it, I mean, I think it's like, well, I don't know for sure, but I feel like it's like not until, I think there's 14, 17 chapters in this game. And I think it's mm-hmm. like not until like chapter nine or ten that you realize like the the you're hopping back and forth and it's the same conflict. Because I think yeah. in the beginning you don't realize that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. I think I kind of appreciate the way that they handle it, where you're kind of going back and forth, and you don't really understand how these two are uh, connected really until like that specific point. I guess I guess you can kind of see how it's going to get, uh, like, you can kind of see some similarities, but at that point, that's when you're like, oh, okay, this is why, you know, this is how they're kind of, you know, combined, or, like, kind of on the same same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Um, Did we cover enough of the story, Dante? <laughs> yeah, that was fine. I just, I really just wanted to start, like, that initial premise. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I, like, uh, so. I, like, the thing we were, I can't remember exactly what we were talking about. I guess it was a hierarchy stuff, and I wanted to explain the scene where you see Kuze have to cut his own pinky off. But oh like, my oh, god, well, we, yeah. We, we, none oh, of that yeah. would make sense yet, so. <laughs> but that, and like, I don't How know, did like, we get it, here? <laughs> it's really, it's really cool to see, like, some of this stuff. And then, like, even, like, the side characters you meet, like, um, the, uh, uh, Nishitani that you meet later on, the, um, well, maybe you guys, uh, did you, neither of you guys beat the game this most recent time, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, I haven't beat it yet. Okay, so like Nishitani is a dope character. Um, San Lee, or Lee San, the, uh, the, the uh, what is his job? The uh, massage therapist dude? Hmm. The Chinese dude that works with Oh, um, I think. The M- guy Makoto? who did, that was like acu- acupuncture or whatever? Yes, or? that guy, that yeah. guy. I, yep, yeah. He's dope. Um, Did you? Yeah, dude. Like, there's there's so many really cool. Like, I mean, I do like um, Sagawa, the dude that like he has like a good like. I don't want to say redemption arc, but like I hated him in the beginning. Uh, the guy that uh, Majima's like boss, I hated him in the beginning, and like I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily agree with everything he did, but um, I liked his uh, arc. Oda, Oda-san. I really like Oda's arc. Um, Tachibana's pretty cool. I like that dude. Yep, yep, Tachibana. Um, even I got that know, bionic just, I, arm for you? Yeah, yep. <laughs> I mean, I even like Shibasawa, because he seemed like the most, like, low-key of the three lieutenants, and then he was not. <laughs> he was I, not I, thought, <laughs> I don't remember everything about it, but I do remember Kuze being kind of like, a very cool dude. He reminded me very much of like Kuobara, like a twisted version of Kuobara from Yu Yu Hakusho, mm-hmm. where he is he, very honorable. He and also like the one thing I want to say too is like we were talking about like how the side missions and everything you get like the funniness and like the ridiculous, like not self serious. The only ridiculous thing I could think of in the main story is when Kuz was riding that motorcycle in the sewer. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't even you know what? Like I didn't even really process that when I saw that. <laughs> Does he but get yeah, drop kicked off a motorcycle? Am I remiss Wait, so that what'd you say? What what happens to him on the motorcycle? He so you you meet some like uh cabaret girl and she's like, Yeah, like um if you go in this uh go into the back of our club and through this alley, then you can get to any part of the city you want without being seen and she basically you're walking through the sewers and then mm-hmm. you're like walking away as Kiryu and then you just hear some headlights and you hear this motorcycle coming and it's Kuz riding it with like a katana or something like he's dragging along on the ground and like he ends up like I think you knock him off the motorcycle and then you guys fight in the sewer that's right okay I, I couldn't remember if it was a drop kick that Kiryu did there's a lot of really good fighting stuff that goes yes. on like I was it was in the scene right before you fight Kuze for the first time and you're in the little apartment er- area. And I don't remember how you get from, like, you're jumping from one building to another building and then you end up in a bathroom and I'm literally just losing my mind on my stream, just being like, hey, he's going to punch that dude and then he's going to shove his head into the, um, what's it called, the urinal. And then there's this, like, the last guy in that thing. I'm like, he's close to the window. Is Kiryu about to drop the kick, drop kick this man out the window? Kiryu just drop kick this man <laughs> out the window. I lost yeah. my entire, like, I lost all my chill yeah, during yeah, that whole yeah. scene. Just yeah. So good. It's so yeah. good. There's just so many moments in this. And, like, like the thing is, it's like, the moments are both in the main story and in the, uh, the side missions. Because... I don't know if I mean you guys may not see this but the, the property things like one of the one of the hallmarks of the properties is like after you get to a certain percentage you have to fight the the owner of the the region and when you're fighting them you get them down to like one hit and then like before you hit that last hit um a cutscene happens and then a cutscene happens and you're punching them or whatever and you hit them and this money flies up in the air and then you just do this slap the smack in the air and grab all this money and then you pose and then the screen slows down and it says total domination <laughs> what <laughs> or or like when you're doing the call the call thing and so like the way you like when i was telling you the, the call uh the telephone club greg when you're trying to get on dates with girls um mm-hmm. you're sitting there and you're sitting and you're just you're in a room and you're just staring at the phone and nothing is going on and then this quick this uh quick time event happens and you have to hit the right button in order to pick up the phone and then you just like it does like a quick pan to his eyes and then he snatches up the phone pulls it up to his face real quick and he's like hello and like it's so it's so like ridiculous and if you mess up the quick time event and hit the, the wrong thing he picks it up all like passively and then he's like uh hello and it's it's so funny it's so funny so out of the side quest um did you guys have a favorite or any like particular standout ones? Um, I think the one where you're—I want to say—a producer uh, for a uh, a commercial. That was pretty um, good. Where you're setting up like they're giving you the industry lingo, and you yeah. just have to kind of like be like, "Oh, okay, this is such and such." Where I have to tilt the plate. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then he's got his good. little like short like Kiryu has to cosplay as a a director, and he's got his little polo and his scarf. And, oh man! And then so the good. guy shows up eventually, and then like he's 
he's trying to talk all cool and he's like you know he says something like oh well because you know the struggle is real or something like that and uh that was pretty good um that was probably one of my favorites there was the the dominatrix one was pretty good too where um i think uh kiryu runs into dominatrix and like she doesn't know how to do her job so like he's trying to explain it to her but then they go to a playground uh they go to a playground for like to try and go over scenarios and then like the kids just show up <laughs> and they're trying to he's trying to like turn that into a way to explain to her like oh well you know they're they're watching you be embarrassed or whatever so that whole thing was kind of kind of good and i'm trying to remember another one that i liked there was a there was a couple of like bangers in the very beginning of the game or at least i ran into them early on in the game so i like the one where you were trying to teach that uh i guess that rock group how to be like cool so oh, like I, think, were, I think I did. I saw that one or I ran into that one when I played on PS4. So like it's these three yet. dudes that like they look the part, but they're super nerds and they're having a meet and greet with their fans. And then you're giving them tips on how to be cool. So like when they have their Q&A with their fans, like what what they need to say. Um, that one is pretty good. Um, I like the one where you're posing with this girl and you're meeting her dad. Um and so, like, she wants you to be her pretend boyfriend. And so, like, um, she's telling you, like, you know, this is all the things you need to know. And we need to have this backstory and everything. And then um, when uh, you go and meet her dad and everything, she ends up going to the bathroom. And then her dad, like, tells you, like, I know, I know, I know you're not really, like, her boyfriend. And, like, oh, yeah. That yeah. one was pretty good. Um, <laughs> and then I really like the... Um, there's two with kids. So there was the one where the kid was really into that video game, uh, Arakari Quest or whatever. Oh, and the so Dragon he, Quest parody? Yeah, so he waits in line to, to buy it day one, and then some teenager takes it from him. And so you track down the teenager, and right when you're about to get to the teenager, a gang member takes it from him. And then so you're tracking down the gang member, and then some Yakuza dude takes it from him, and it ends up being the boy's dad is the Yakuza dude that takes the game. And he he stole it for his son. <laughs> um, and then the other one where the kid wanted um, in the vending machine, he saw like this really cool magazine that was uh, shrink wrapped, and he wanted to get it. And then you, when you realize it's an adult magazine, <laughs> but you still I remember to, like, that. You, but you still have to get the magazine for him. <laughs> um, for me. The one that I did this time that I really enjoyed, and I remembered it from the first time, was you find this lady in an alleyway, and she's like, um, well, my daughter just started college, but oh. she she started talking to these people. The I think it might be a cult. Can, can you do me a solid and um, check yeah, in? And then one. you go into this cult, <laughs> and I can't remember, but... They just have this thing where they're like on their knees and shaking their hands and like, sure up pee pee, sure up pee pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a Majima and you're just learning all their um, hand signs and stuff. And then you realize, oh, all of these are college students and they're getting cheated out of their money. And then you meet the, I guess, cult leader, so to speak. And he's this super hippie looking dude with long hair and just like. I don't know, just 
he, you can tell he's a scumbag just by looking at him. And apparently, you're trying to help out the one girl, and you get her distracted during the prayer time. He's like, well, you're going to have to um, cleanse yourself and come to my office for some per- personal time. And then they'll, <laughs> then you go talk to the other people in the cold, and like, man, you know, I just, sometimes I wish I was a woman. Only the women get to get this personal time with this guy. And you're like, uh-oh, uh-oh. So you break in there. Stop him from doing anything drastic. <laughs> and I thought that one was good. And then there's also Miracle Johnson, which I don't remember all of Miracle Johnson. Marcus, can you can you help me out so on this? So the one, one that I'm thinking of, because he pops up a couple times. So there's the one that I remember, because it was the second one I did, is he's filming a music video. Um, With the zombies, so- right? Yes, and you have to fight off the zombies. So Miracle Johnson is this game stand-in for Michael Jackson. I just looked up a picture of him. This looks pretty good. Yeah, so like there's one where he's moonwalking down the street and like dancing. And miracle walking. And, and you have to fight everybody, that all the zombies that are coming out. Because this is supposedly, or in theory, like this is Thriller being shot. So you have to fight off all the zombies so Miracle isn't getting hit. There's another... There's another um, Miracle Johnson one, but I can't remember what the other one was. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff in this game. There was, uh... There's oh, okay. Where... So there's another one. Real Estate Royale. Does that ring any bells? For Miracle Johnson? Oh, he could be one of your advisors for the, Yes, um, he can be one of your advisors. For the real estate... <laughs> Oh man, that's pretty. However, good. the fee is a cool forty-eight million yen, meaning oh. players who are strapped for cash may not be able to make as much use of them as they would like. Oh, that's crazy. Some other standout ones was uh, the um, the mushroom merchant. That one was pretty good, where the guy was like, he was like in a shady spot, and he looked like a drug dealer, but he was actually selling mushrooms. And so every time you would see him. He's selling mushrooms, and somebody's like, "I'm here to get the goods." And then he's like, "All right, what you want? I got um, like I don't know, um, shiitake and this other one." They're like, "What are you talking about? You said you have shrooms." And like, like so, like that one was pretty good. The one with the um, the like bratty uh, kid. The the his dad was like the um, yakuza boss, and he was like this bratty kid um, um, that you had to like hang out with, and he ends up like being real shitty but that mission is pretty interesting and then um there was one other one i just saw that i was like oh yeah i forgot about that one too um i can't remember now there was a pretty good one with the mime on the bridge i'm pretty sure that's this game oh right? yeah, oh, like the, yeah. The, the, the statue the guys that you put give them money and then they like unfreeze and like do something yeah, yeah that one was pretty good too um okay well, I kind of went over, like, one of the things I wanted to talk about was, like, favorite moments and stuff like that. Um, I guess uh, we really didn't really talk about combat, but I guess is there is there anything we really want to dig into in that? Or? I feel like I was thinking about that for a while. Like, we haven't even talked about the actual fighting part of the gameplay. But, um <laughs> Yeah, there are these dynamic finishers in combat specifically that I I feel like I'd be remiss not at least mentioning some of the just 
gnarly stuff that you can do to these people. His finishers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to... Uh, uh... what, what was your favorite... Or what are some of your favorite, like, circle or heat actions? Um... I'm pretty partial to like anytime you have a uh, like some type of object or whatever, like you grab one of these signs and you, uh, I think it's with Kiryu, but you grab one of the signs and then you can do the heat thing and he kind of either hits him with it or, uh, well, he'll hit him with it and then he'll leave the object on top of him and then stomp him. Uh, there's some ones where they do stuff together. I'm trying to remember at what point in the story, but like. It's when Kiryu gets back with, um, I'm drawing a blank on that guy's name. Nishi? I think so. It's like when you get, you're in that, that big estate and then you got to fight your way out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's like somewhere when you do it there, they, team up ones. Kiryu will, I'll say what? Like some team up, uh, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought those were pretty sick. Yeah. You can definitely see like the wrestling appreciation that they had in some of those moves with the t- the tag teams. Um, so my some of my favorites. Anyone that like uh, when you were like when you threw somebody off like a rail or off a bridge were always good. Um, Any ones that revolved around using something in your inventory. So like um, the one that I kept getting a lot was like I had like a, I bought a mandarin orange or something, and uh, if you you could like knock somebody down and then. Um, put like a mandarin orange in their mouth and like stomp on it <laughs> um and then uh there was one with gar uh majima with the with the umbrella where you would walk up and you would kind of like swing the umbrella by the like the hook part of the handle and then you would poke it into the the top part into the person's um stomach you would open it up and then you're hiding behind the umbrella and they're like wait where did he go and then you peek over the top and like kind of like a um Kind of like when you see like women when they like want to be like sexy or whatever, like so they kind of like kind of like side eye you and kind of like flutter their eyelids or whatever. So he kind of does that to the dude, and then he pulls out a knife and stabs him a couple times in the neck. (laughs) 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 So that one is pretty good. And then there's another one where you, um, I think it's with nunchucks, and you like are swinging the nunchucks and you pretend like you're gonna hit them in the in the head. And then they cover up and then, um, no, I take that back. I'm sorry. You do a kick and they duck and like in your mind and you see it zooms in on the character, your character and he's smiling and he swings the nunchuck between his legs and it hits the other, the dude in his nuts and then he falls down and then you like kick him in the face or something. Or it, it, That one was really good too. I think from the ones I remember and correct me, this might be from a, one of the later games, but do you ever get a box of nails and just shove it in somebody's mouth? Yes, yes. Okay, I was making sure. I, I was sure if it was this one. I didn't want to spoil anything. I think that one's good. I really like the baseball bat one, too, where you hit him on you the head just, and then you kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you freaking do the batter up. Boom! And just take it to the to their side of the head. And um, there's a couple of pretty gnarly ones with cars. Like I'm pretty sure it was this one where you could put their head yep. in between, like, the, I guess, rear car door, and then you just slam it as hard as you possibly can. <laughs> oh. Man. I like a lot of the dodge ones, too. Um, like, where you're, like, dodging something, and, like, I know in the breaker style with Majima, if you do, like, a dodge, you 
it had to be set up where there was an you were surrounded by enemies and like if one attacked you you hit the button you would dodge the punch you would slide underneath it and um i don't know like the opponent would somehow get kicked in the nuts and I, it was it was it was weird it was like they were attacking each other another one i liked in um uh it was a wrestling move in uh, beast mode with uh, kiryu is if you had knocked somebody on the ground and they were laying on the ground you could activate your um i forgot what is it called activate it hit the button and then he- you would uh, grab an opponent and put them on their your shoulders and flip them up over on top of the person that was already on the ground so like that was like a wrestling move one or the one where you just grabbed a dude by his short co- shirt collar in beast mode and just swung him around and hit everybody with the person's body. <laughs> I think that one's pretty good. I like the one where you just grab both of their arms and just yank down and dislocate both oh, of their yeah, shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many of these moves. Like Essentially what you're doing in combat is typical combat stuff. It's a kind of beat-em-up brawler in a 3d space but the thing is as you do consecutive attacks you gain what's called heat and you can essentially get up to three levels of heat and when that happens you hit circle or whatever i guess the right button is on the d-pad and you can perform a special move a lot of times they're contextual so it depends on what item you have what things in the environment are close if you're close to like a wall um sometimes during special battles they'll have just you know like scripted ones that are really cool then you can also upgrade your character like that's another thing you can just upgrade your character and get tons of them too each of your characters has like uh three fighting uh is it three or four three there's not a dragon one like a no well that's later on so you unlock those ones later so you have three fighting styles plus you can like equip an item um but um so they have like in the fighting styles are unique to them so um it's really fun to play with them and you get like bonuses and things for each of them so you're upgrading like your fighting styles and there's like i said there's enough of a difference between them so like um kiryu has a like a not thug but like a a brawler kind where he can pick up items um he has a beast one which also allows him to pick up items but he's way more like tanky and he's like way more slower attacks but they're more powerful and instead of like doing like a traditional block he just puts his arms to the side and he just takes the hits um and you can do a lot of really interesting things out of that stance and then I forgot what his other his other fighting style is in that one. It's like a, like one where he's kind of like really like dodgy or whatever. Like you can kind of attack. You're talking about rush. Him. Yeah, rush, rush, and that one's like way more like punching, like quick punching, boxing kind of style. And then um, with Majima, he has Thug, which is um, very similar to Brawler. Um, uh, you can pick up, you know, use items in your surrounding. He has Breaker, which is like a Capoeira-style fighting stance. And then um, he has uh, Slugger, which is, he basically fights with a baseball bat. Um, so th- there's a good amount of variety between just the individual f- fighting styles, but then also across characters. So um, it's it's really cool. And then, like, at, I think after you beat the game or, like, a certain sp- point you unlock a fourth fighting style 
um, which I didn't really use too much, so I don't, I can't really speak to that one. I think you have access to it, not super, super far in the game, but it's just like you have to upgrade it a lot to be even close to usable, kind of. Oh uh, well, I, I, I did not use it because the upgrading in it was so expensive, and I was just so used to using the other ones. Mm-hmm. I was the same way. Is there anything else that we fighting wise? <clears throat> like I so I I will admit that the fighting thing, like initially, like one of the things you do in this game is you're like you're you're going around town and like one of the side quests or things is you can help out people that are getting attacked by gang members or bikers or whatever. So you can help out people, you can bump people in the street and they want to fight you. There's different like groups that when they see you, they're going to chase after you and try to fight you. So you're doing a lot of fighting outside of the main story in this game as well, just in the like the open world section of the game. And I will admit, like this was a lot. It was a lot better than Shinmu fighting for sure. Um, but after a while, it did get a little bit tiresome, and I did not. There wasn't a single boss that I, I would say I enjoyed fighting. Um, I, I don't think I ever got really good enough at the fighting thing to, like, think that, yeah, like, this part of the game is, it was fun and enjoyable, but it was, like, my least favorite part of the game. Yeah, I don't I don't think uh, the boss fights were, like, super enjoyable. The combat didn't get that old to me, because I guess uh, I was kind of trying to experiment with it, even, because I know it's, like, you run into it so much and like you could kind of like button mash it out but it's like i was like okay well let me try and see if i can make something out of this but um but yeah for sure i didn't really care much for the boss battles that's probably like the only nitpick i really have um but yeah i I think the two areas for me where the game kind of like so one i i i was terrible at combat when i first started this game so i i had to do some reading on like what am i doing wrong and just trying to figure out combat but the boss fights for me were i did not like because oftentimes they were like they blocked a lot more they uh they didn't react to your hits in the same way so like you know there's they're doing their animation you hit them but you're not canceling or knocking them out of an animation or whatever which is yeah they have super armor sometimes and they don't do a good job of indicating like hey this attack's just Um, it's also like this game is one of the games, this, it's just the nature of the beast, but like, I feel like you, it's, it's kind of hard to know when somebody is done attacking sometimes in this game, especially with the bosses, if they're doing like, Mm -hmm. you know, like four, five, six types of attacks or whatever, six hits. So like, um, and obviously different situations trigger those things. So, um, that could be a little bit frustrating. And then uh, the other thing that I didn't really like is when you're fighting a large amount of people, um, I don't think that the game, uh, like there is a way you can like, you know, I want to focus on this person or focus on this person or whatever. But I felt like um, they the game does a good job of like, unless you have certain items equipped, um, uh, like you're only really fighting one-on-one or like one-on-two at times. But there is, there was some times when I was fighting and it was just like I was in one of those things where every time I got up, I immediately got up into an attack before I could do anything or like, and so I was caught in like a loop and some of those times were frustrating. 
Um, but yeah, the the boss fights and fighting multiple like a, a large group of enemies, those are like the two times where combat where I was just like, eh, I don't really care for this. Yeah, it, it's a little clunky at times with the combat, and I think there's some improvements they could definitely make, and some things they could make clear. Like, it took me a while to realize I need to buy items. Like, you kind of have to treat it like a JRPG in some ways, where it's like, okay, well, even though I have this health bar and they have a health bar, I need to actually pause the game during this combat sequence and use this Taurine X to um, heal myself or stamina oh, I was doing X that to get all some. The time. Huh? I was doing that all the time. When you were talking about items, I thought you were talking about the items you had equipped to you to like up your defense and things like that. Yeah, yeah, like consumables. There's a lot of them in this game, and it's kind of important to um, use them because I feel like otherwise some of those bosses would just be yeah, yeah, just and I would say like, because I like saw... another thing is like you use your heat moves against a boss, but using the same heat move like subsequent times does significantly less damage. So yeah. you always have to you're in your best interest trying to do a different heat every single time you do one. But it might not be something you can actually do depending on like the location you're fighting the boss or the boss itself. Yeah. Or just being able to build up your heat to be able to do a, a heat move. Also true. Cause yeah, some like- of those attack strings are long and if you don't attack for a certain amount of time your heat just naturally goes down. Yeah, so. yeah. So certain upgrades, and I was saying too, like with the items, not just the consumables, but the equipable things too. Where I, I found myself in some of the the bosses with a lot more HP, I was cycling between items, so that way when I did the heat move with an item, I was doing the most amount of damage and not doing like lesser damage because I did this heat move already. And then the other thing was like I had like specific items equipped. For when I was running around exploring, so I had one item that like gave me a little ping when I was close to a telephone card, and I had another item that um, every step I took I made money. But then not, neither of those were really good in combat. So then when I was in combat, I would switch both of those items to ones that gave me more defense or or whatever. So that way, when I got hit by something, I wasn't taking max amount of damage. Pretty big brain. Yeah, the man, the biggest brain. That's how. That's how I had to beat Mister Shakedown so many times. <laughs> I hadn't even tried to fight him. I love Mister Shakedown. <laughs> it's a pretty good bit, like every other bit in this game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was like he definitely in the beginning when I first was playing. I treated him like Debo. If I saw him, I went the other way. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap, I see some money, flo- like, I see the, the you know, the, 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 the uh, a dollar amount floating over there, I'm not going that way, so, like, every time I look, I, I would, like, I'm gonna turn down this street, I would pan the camera so I could see all the way down just to make sure that <laughs> he wasn't there, because <laughs> he was jacking oh, me up at the beginning, but by the end, I was looking for him. <laughs> um, alright, cool, I guess I kind of... I think we pretty much hit on like all the things I wanted to talk about. Um, I guess the this question is more directed to Marcus, I guess, but uh, you you kind of already answered it. But you plan on uh, playing the rest of the series out? Hell yes! I'm letting <laughs> you guys know now. This is the end of uh, Miss Checkpoints. I'm starting up a Yakuza only podcast. Um, so we'll we'll come out with uh, our first episode for Yakuza Kiwami in February. So be on the lookout. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I ended up. I bought uh, 
uh, I think I already had Kiwami 1, but on the turn of Steam sale, I bought Kiwami 2, and I also bought the remastered collection, so that's 3, 4, and 5, and so I still need to get 6, 7, Judgment, and Like a Dragon, but I figured, let me let me make some progress in this series before... 7 is Like a Dragon. Oh, I th- well then, what's the, uh, I thought there was, I thought Judgment and Like a Dragon... There's judgment? judgment and judgment too. See, I'm I'm oh, not yeah, even a real yeah, fan yeah. yet. Okay. Um so yeah, I um and I also want to play that Dead Souls game too, the um the spin-off that's like the zombie killing one. I'm very interested in that one too. Um, I feel like they're going to bring that to PC at some point. I, hope I so. think it's still only available on PS3. But uh yeah, I am um, I'm I'm trying to I was trying to game plan like I wanted to I told myself I was gonna play some Kiwami before we recorded this but I decided to like let me go ahead and focus on knocking out our February game before I commit to a game that I probably will want to play 90 hours in and uh, so I'm gonna do what I can to beat this Feb- our February game. I won't say quickly, but like in a timely fashion. So then when I have some free time, I will be not feeling guilty for not playing our podcast game. <laughs> Until this becomes the Yakuza podcast. It might happen eventually, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I plan on finishing this and I, I only have this uh, Kiwami and then Kiwami 2 on PC, but <clears throat> the the remaster collection whenever i see it at a pretty decent price i'll probably scoop it up yeah it, it I'm, i think they go on sale pretty frequently i mean like i think when they had the holiday sale all the games were on sale i just opted to i didn't want to spend like you know uh 40 times five or whatever <laughs> yeah. so i was like let me just get some right now and like i said uh you know just get more invested in the franchise before i keep going the back half of yakuza is on game pass right now they used to have the entirety of yakuza on game pass yeah yeah they got taken off right when we were playing i kept seeing that freaking uh christmas thing Mm -hmm. on steam and announcing that christmas update so yeah i'm playing through four which is currently on game pass i'm not sure if it will still be there by the time i get around to it but um like I said, I, I do plan on playing all of them at some point. Even though I've heard... I think it's five that's supposed to be the super long one. You're supposed to, like... I think you play as four different characters. Like, there's four different campaigns. Yeah. Some of the later games, they get, like... They blow them out to three and four different characters. Which, mm-hmm. like, from my understanding, too, not every story is, is great. Not everyone has, like, as engrossing of a story. So, like, that's going to be a very interesting to see if like what is the thing that is the draw is it the the world and the the setting and the the mini game stuff or is it the story because i I feel like in this game it checked all those boxes but i'm willing to interested to see what it's like in some of the uh yeah not not to shortcut the other ones but i have heard like in majority that i think yakuza zero is considered the quote-unquote peak yeah, that's, that's what I've been hearing, too. And then also, I've been hearing people, which is like a really weird argument, but again, I don't have enough context to know one way or the other, if people are saying 
is it necessary to play Yakuza 0 to get into Yakuza? As in, is Yakuza 0 the true starting point for the game, or is Yakuza Kiwami? And I saw, like, I think people were taking, like, the unpopular opinion and saying Kiwami is the better one to start with because it is more like the rest of the franchise. And, uh... But again, I don't have enough context to the rest of the franchise. In order I will to say, as someone who's played Zero and Kiwami, part of me kind of wishes that I played Kiwami first because I do feel, one, I I love Zero. Like, I super love Zero. I like Kiwami. Kiwami's good. But I think it does kind of spoil you because I think even in the context of Kiwami, I think Zero came out after Kiwami did. I no. think it went Kiwami, Zero, Yakuza 2. Kiwami 2. No, uh, Yakuza Kiwami came out after Zero. Okay, okay. Well, mechanically, I do think Zero is a better game. And I know they redid a decent amount of Kiwami, if I recall, as far as like how it plays and kind of modernized it in some ways. But even to that extent, I prefer how Zero feels. Gotcha, gotcha. And I guess let me let me rephrase that. Um, I'm looking on Wikipedia, so um, take this with a grain of salt. But it says Zero came out worldwide on PlayStation uh, January 2017, and yeah. Kiwami came out worldwide on PlayStation August 2017. See, okay, so if you go by Japanese release dates, I mean, you're still right. So January 21st was Kiwami, January 21st, 2016. And March 12th, And then Zero's March 12th, 2015. So yeah, it's about a year. Which is crazy when I, like, that's this team put out two really well-regarded games less than a year from one another. You know the craziest part? Hmm. They came out with six. six yeah, six is December <laughs> of 2016. That's jeez. And then these guys are official. Two is December 2017. <laughs> so like that, like that four year, uh, four games within two years. And three of them, like, I mean, you know, I, I hear a lot about Zero, Kiwami, and Kiwami 2, and I don't really hear as much about the other, the numbered games until we got up back up to Judgment. I don't hear people talk about, uh, I would say, 2 through 6, or I guess 3 through 6. I guess because with the remaster Collection, they didn't do a ton to, to like, 3, 4, and 5, So and, like, they... Where the older games, so like mechanically, they're probably not as dense as like Zero and like Kiwami. At least that's my guess. I hadn't played them yeah. yet, so I've heard good things about Six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That probably makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know at the end of the year. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Did anybody else have anything else they want to talk about, or we no, at the I think point we covered we... most of it? Do you guys have any standout moments so far, story wise, side mission wise, that you've gotten to? Uh, I think we talked about that, right? Didn't we? 
Well, I didn't know we were talking about side missions. Oh, and, I got you. I got you. Yeah, we were talking mm-hmm. about like side missions. Do you have any? I, I guess we kind of hinted like at main like, story I, stuff. I guess if there's any. Yeah, like I, I really liked how um the, that first impression, like I said, of of Majima, the the customer is king. That that was yeah. That entire cabaret scene was fantastic, and like, there are very few games that can pull off like a thirty-minute cutscene, and I'm pretty sure that was close to thirty minutes. Yeah, but right. You got anything else? Um, I didn't get to it this time, but I remember the whole. Was the protector of the child a chiropractor or a doctor? Yeah, acupuncturist. Yeah, the acupuncturist. I thought. Some of the scenes around him were really good. Lee Son, Lee Son, yeah. Lee Son, yeah. Legit. I'm going to say, like, late into the game, this this game made me cry in a way I wasn't expecting. <laughs> like, my first playthrough, there's some very emotional stuff that happens near the end. <laughs> yeah. I would into say, it. too, um, I really like, and this is later on in the game, but I really like Nishitani's, like, kind of arc. And so, like, you fighting and becoming friends with this guy in prison and then the you're about to team up with them and then what happens right after that is pretty it's a stand-up moment for me too um i i wanted one last thing i wanted to do before we we cut was i wanted to um uh read some negative uh metacritic <laughs> do you, i have one question from trevor actually okay yeah what's the question do you think this type of game would work with a different culture like the mafia or cartel? Um, so I don't think it's, I don't, yes, but I don't think it's because it's Yakuza is the reason why this game is interesting. I think that's only one aspect. I do think the, the world itself is very, and like, like we said earlier, it makes an impression. And I also feel like the fact that the way the, the game is built to make the gaffes and the funny moments. It's it's a it's very unique because I'm assuming the language difference between you know Japanese and American developers, where they can't like rely on their writers and like way things are said to be funny because you're hearing this only in Japanese. So like like I said, more physical gaffes, more secondhand embarrassment, which is like just not really something that you do in American games as much. I feel like it's more about being funny um, and, and clever. Uh, one of the things we forgot to mention, or maybe you guys didn't know, mention, but when you're becoming friends with the uh, arcade attendants and how the second to last um, time you meet them, they're like, I want you to come back here. I got something very special I want to show you. And, and like, you you said you like ride and well, I'm gonna give you something to ride, and like so then both times the guys are thinking like oh like I'm about to get with this girl and then when you get back like she brought on she brought like a, a motorcycle arcade game so then instead of playing Outrun you're playing a motorcycle game, um those were those were very funny um I'm trying to think of some other situations um, I really liked and this was like a another thing like when you when you were fighting a bad guy and he did the that little head bob thing and he did it again did you guys catch that wait what uh, so like so like when you're when you're playing this is a thing that it's it's in i think it's asian cultures or specifically in martial arts movies but like 
like I can just imagine like somebody saying, "What you tough guy?" And then like they stick their neck out a little bit and their their head forward, and they do like a they look you up and down. Oh, like kind of sizing them up. Yeah, yeah, but in this game, there was a specific animation they did where they did it back to back, so they did it like once and then a second time. It was funny every time. And like it's I, definitely like a, a I, I'm familiar with it because of martial arts movies, but it was just funny every time because it was like whenever there was about to be a conflict, like the guy would just start doing that to you. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, I think you could do it with the mafia or uh, some other type of gang thing, but I think that you would get the story aspect, but I don't know like how you would do it with the charm. And I feel like this game is is equal parts dope story and very charming how do you guys feel yeah yeah i'm kind of on the same same boat as that like there's probably a way to do it but you you have to find different ways to probably apply some of those same uh principles as far as like the the humor and like the quirkiness or it may not even you know it may not work one for one but But you gotta find different ways of doing it have you guys played mafia three uh not three i played yeah i played it first two is that game funny because like i know it's like no, a serious it's subject funny. matter because it's like in new orleans and you're playing a black dude in the south right and it's like in the like during like more you know segregation time so like there's already that but like i can't imagine that story with humor <laughs> yeah it's, you know? it's not a funny game it's and like I, I think, I think maybe with American games, like I said, besides like GTA and uh, Saints Row, it it, it is too they're, they're like too self serious, right? Yeah. Now I'm interested. We never played Sleeping Sleeping Dogs, but that's a bro. I've been trying to get. I know. Here I, know for... I know. I, I tried to help it. you. I've been voting <laughs> for it, but you know, I think that sets, takes place in like Hong Kong. Um, yeah. But I'd be interested to see like. If that game has quirkiness or whatever, but we'll see. Um, do you I vaguely anything? remember some some silly stuff about it. Dante, do you have anything to answer his question? I enjoyed Sleeping Dogs. I don't think it's. I don't remember that many side quests. That's the thing, but I might be wrong. It's been almost a decade since I played it, though. Gotcha. Well, any other questions? Or should we read these things real quick? Uh, nothing else in chat right now, so I think we're good on that end. All right. Um. Um. So here's a number. Here's a three out of ten. Uh, I heard great things about this game. Unfortunately, it doesn't live up to the hype. The storyline is predictable and boring. The battle system is too. Battle style is too repetitive. There is a lot of uninteresting dialogue you have to go through. I found myself getting bored every time I played it. Hmm. <laughs> Um, this person did like a pros and cons list. This game is absolutely, absolutely horrible. This is three out of ten as well. This game is absolutely horrible apart from story and fighting. Cons. Terrible graphics. Um, there are almost no shadows. Textures are low res. Lots of aliasing. No reflections or other modern techniques. Looks as if it was a ten-year-old game. About half of the dialogue doesn't have a voiceover. The game is Japanese. They didn't even bother to make a version with English voiceover. The game is way too long. The conversations are too slow, and the overall pace of the game is very low. You can't drive a car. 
<laughs> there, <laughs> there is no. This is this is the part that doesn't. It, it blows my mind. There is no fast travel apart from taxis that stand in the corners of the map. And then the next comment: maps are tiny. <laughs> it's like if the maps are small, what do you need fast travel for, my guy? Um, no autosave. No option to switch to the other character when you like it. The pros, well-developed, however too long of a story. Fighting with lots of styles. Um, I can understand people that like the game because they played the previous versions, but I really can't understand why someone would give it a 10 out of 10. If the story was placed in the GTA 5 universe, then it would be perfect. Avoid or buy wow. it with $5. <laughs> <laughs> and don't they let you, at a certain point of the game, you can swap in between the protagonists? Um, I don't think it's so you beat the game. Oh, okay, okay, that's yeah. what it is. Um... Um, being, this is zero, um, being an all time fan of the Yakuza series, I was deeply disappointed with this long awaited sequel. The graphics are downright horrible and the gameplay is not only boring, but feels nothing like its successor. Do not waste your money on this horrible milking cash grab. Um, I'm trying to figure out what are they playing on that they say the game, it just looks bad. Like I just, so I was watching some YouTube PS4 videos a second ago. And it wasn't looking as good. I don't know if that was YouTube being YouTube or the game just it whatever may be, It may be uh, PS4. Yeah, because it's... Because like all those fours that PS4. I'm looking for just aren't there, at least in the regular. Yeah, this is the PS4 uh, Metacritic thing. So yeah, these are these are for PS4 oh, versions. Also, um, did, did you guys see that YouTube I dropped in chat? I did. Uh, okay, I just wanted... I just want to get your opinion on that one heat move where he used the ply. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> Both of those, the back-to-back ones. Holy yep. crap. Um, and my favorite comment is, after 15 minutes of skipping every cutscene, I still didn't get to play, so I gave up. <laughs> um, this person says, uh, "This I just read the very beginning, um, Yakuza 0 isn't a game. It's an interactive CGI. Ten minutes of actual playing for every hour of engagement doesn't constitute a game. The worst offense is the absence of multilingual dubbing, so get ready for it to do a lot of reading. Uh, what little gameplay there is consists of stiff PS2 gen combat. That, w- that could be even forgivable if there were awesome graphics or animation. There aren't. Each character is low-texture cartoon covered in some oddly co- glowing aura during combat. Mini games are what most people praise about this franchise. They're boring. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, I don't have different tropes. Um. All right. Well, if nobody has anything else, gotta do the classic. Uh, Marcus, great game, great experience. Amazing game, amazing experience. Okay. I'm expecting this to be pretty high on your list. At the we got end. nowhere to go but down from here. <laughs> let's see what the, let's see what two through the rest is for this year. We've already played. Is this your favorite game, game that we've played on this podcast? What do you say? Is this the best game we've played on this podcast for you? So I was thinking about that, and it's definitely up there. I would say. It's in the conversation. I think the only game that I would say so, like it. it I obviously I really really like Into the Breach, but technically I played Into the Breach before, um, on the podcast, so I wouldn't count that. So if we're talking about games that I was introduced to and I've only played, 
um, due to the podcast. I think this is probably in the running, and maybe the only other contender would be like Dead Cells. And that's not to say, and, and like I, in Celeste, I like I really loved um, those two games, and I put way more time into this game, but I still revisit those other two games regularly as well. Um, and yeah, this is this is that game. <laughs> All right, uh, what about you, Dante? Great game, great experience. I I love this game. And I need to get back into, I guess, if I get a little bit further in the story, I know it's going to hook me the same way it did before. I mean, I was still kind of hooked when I played it a little bit this month. But, man, I just look forward to revisiting some of those beats and seeing some of those scenes. I completely forgot about Kuze on the motorcycle and just, oh. Man, this game goes places. Did you did you like play the game and like try to hundred percent it and everything when you played the first time, or you were just kind of no, 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 no. Like I said, I mostly I didn't even know about some of the mini games and stuff you were talking about. Okay. Um, for myself, I'd say it's a great game, great experience. Um, definitely glad to have uh, finally like really put some time into this, and even though I haven't finished it yet, I still plan on doing that and. Uh, Trying to put some time into uh, Kiwami. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through all the games because it seems like for the amount of time I actually like play other video games, like I, you could I don't just know. Stop. If I'll, if, huh? You could just stop. I mean, if it was only that easy. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I really do want to. Uh, I, I for sure I know I'm at least going to go through Kiwami. Um, maybe I'll end up sticking through it and seeing the rest of the franchise through but yeah I, I definitely am glad I got to play this so um alright cool well I think uh that's it and uh you want me to do the closing part or you, or you got it uh you, you, do, you, you can do it you can okay do it. okay okay alright uh Marcus where can the uh where can the people find you at uh, you can find me on Twitch. No, nah, I'm sorry, not Twitch. <laughs> I don't stream. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Potato Salad. And, uh, yeah, might be, I I might do a little bit of talking about this next game. I've started it, and I'm I'm feeling it so far. But we'll see if I, if it, if it keeps its hooks in me. I've played about an hour and some change so far. So You're just getting started. Oof. Man, another game that goes places. I'm I'm excited about next next month's game. That's my game. So, all right. Uh, Dante, where can the people find you at? People can find me at twitch.tv slash awakencloud. I've been streaming pretty consistently as of late. Um, started a Dark Souls three mod as of I guess two nights ago, and I'm also trying to get a platinum in Final Fantasy seven remake. So. Love to see you there. Okay. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash magnegro. Um, I haven't streamed in a week. I just got my account back, so that's a, oh, you, that's did you a get, plus. Did you get your name back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And, and that really only came because of somebody that I knew who was like a Twitch partner that had like a contact at, at uh, Twitch. But It's good to know people. 
Yeah. So, uh, which I, I think about that, like, man, if I didn't know that, if I didn't know them, yeah, I probably would have been, uh, up, you know, there would be no way I'd get it back. So I kind of lucked out, but I appreciate that, you know? Um, so yeah, I got that back. Uh, I probably should be streaming more, but between travel and I was sick a couple weeks ago. So, but I'm going to try and get back on it. Uh, probably will try and stream the last part of Yakuza and, uh, you know, always stream at SF5. So, uh, you can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash boombox hero. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's it. All right. And, uh, I guess that's, that's Miss Checkpoint. So we're out. Peace. Oh,